Tanya for the sixth of Adarishan. A, a man once came to Rebdovber of Mezrich, a Magad of Mezrich, with a complaint saying, he's trying his hardest to stop the sinful thoughts coming to his mind, and no, no matter how much he tries, he can't rid himself of it. And the Magad told him, he said, if you want an answer for this question, go to a, a, go to a man by the name of Rebzev of Jetamer, and you'll be able to find the answer there. So the man traveled. He went a very far distance. He came to the city of Jetamer very late at night. <clears throat> He located the building of the inn that Rebzev owned. <coughs> he knocked on the door, but no one came to answer it. It was the middle of winter, and it was very cold, and he kept on banging and banging and screaming, and no one seemed to open up for him, in spite of the fact that they could. it was, seemed like it was loud enough for them to hear. And at some point, he got very upset, and he said, how come no one's having any pity on a Jewish person stuck out here in the, in the, in the freezing cold? No one responded. And by, by the time day rose that's when the door was finally opened he was invited inside and he was stayed there for a few days he was looking around examining reserves of jatami but he couldn't find an answer to the question how to control the sinful thoughts that were coming to his head and finally a few days were up and he realized yes it's time to go he did was no answer to his question but before he left he said maybe let me try talk to reserve myself so he came to reserve and he said the market of measures sent me here to find an answer to a question and i haven't found the answer to the question and reserve answered him like this he said the market sent you here to learn the lesson that a person is the owner of his own house and when he intends for someone not to come inside his inside of his house that person can't come in and the man understood from the story that had happened on the first night that he had arrived that Rebzev was already showing him the answer to his question. The Tanya so far is talking about joy. And the truth of the matter is, the man that we're talking about, he wanted to have control over his mind. That's not really what the Alter Rebbe is trying to get people to, to work on. What he's trying to get them to really work on is once the thought comes to your mind, how are you gonna how are you gonna react to it there? And the Altarebbe says a person can have incredible joy by realizing that the thoughts coming to his mind, and when he repels them and doesn't act upon it, that creates incredible joy above. And the Altarebbe talked about the two different types of people: the tzaddik and the benini, and the different types of missions of their respective missions in life. And now the Altarebbe is continuing. And he says like this, it's not just that a person fights his evil thoughts in his, um, in, in, in his actual actions. No, furthermore, even the things that are fully permissible. Every, any time a person sacrifices his evil impulses. Even for a small amount of a small amount of time, and he has intention to subdue the evil in his heart. So he, any time a person actually conquers himself, he says, "Listen, this is what I want to do." He has an evil thought, and then he says, "You know what? I'm going to do what God wants. I'm going to slaughter my evil impulses, and I'm going to do what God wants." And the altar is a classic example, something which people relate to nowadays. He person wants to eat. He says, you know what? I want to eat, but I'll, you know, I'll push off my meal for an hour or so. But now here's a critical part. People have impulse control, but unfortunately they don't know the second half of the impulse control. They stop themselves from doing something negative. They don't realize they have to replace that negative, negative space with something positive. Otherwise, 
it's 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 meaningless when it comes to the fight of conquering your your animalistic soul. So he, in this case, for example, he stops himself from eating the meal. He postpones his meal for an hour. But in that time of the hour, in that time, he supplants he supplants that moments of negative, not negativity, but just um, um, impulse control. But he gives positivity in that. He sits down and learns for an hour instead of instead of eating. Like the Mar gives a classic example, Sharivis, the fourth hour of the day, is when is when regular people eat. Shishis, but the sixth hour is when eat. Scholars wanna work on their on their impulse control, pushing off their day by their meal by two hours, and in that time using that time for positivity and using that time to study Torah. And they'll go hungry for two extra hours, even though the rest of the day they'll be learning they'll be learning as well. So it didn't really matter. They're just, just pushing off their meal, learning for those two hours and then eating instead of eating and then learning for the rest of the time. But the point was they were trying the the, the intention was this. the amount of Torah they learned was the same. But their intention was to starve themselves an extra two hours, not in a dangerous way, but in, you know, just pushing the, the limits of their, their impulse. The Chaynim Boilem Piv, and now a more classic, relatable example of self control. A person restrains his mouth. He has something he wants to say. And that, that desire to say something that you want to say, it's very, very hard for a person to pull it back, especially if it's something juicy, whether it's not even if it's negative, it's just something that a person has something clever to say, something wise to say, something that will get them a lot of attention. And for the person to pull back and say, you know what, I'm not going to do it, that creates an incredible challenge for the person. And also, as we're going to mention in a moment, creates incredible delight for Hashem because a person is controlling themselves. And also with thoughts in the mind, people always think about thoughts and pulling back and saying, I'm not going to think these negative thoughts is extra- exceptionally difficult. But this is what, creates incredible subjugation of evil and incredible delight to God. A philomat, sorry, even a tiny bit, creates a, a, a subjugation of evil down here. A tiny bit of subjugation down here creates an incredible amount of holiness and elevation of God's name above. The point is, simply put, when we do a little bit of self-control down here, we think in our mind, and someone could came to the, the Alter Abba and thinks in their mind continuously, well, this is dreadful. I'm having dreadful thoughts in my head. And the Alter Abba says, no, this is your chance to do incredible amounts of self-control. And yes, you might have any negative thoughts. Those negative thoughts are an opportunity, not a reason to be sad. And therefore, in conclusion, a person needs to be joyful because this is an opportunity for him. And therefore, when he's joyful, he's able to be successful in the first 25 t- chapters of the Tanya. The entire part that was said until now, because a person can only be successful that if they find joy. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. The Tanya is the only initial. And Elizabeth Lane and all of these are foolish. Lem have a wonderful and very successful day.